Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Ahoy, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. Jim Bob Bobble Shorts here with you this evening, and I brought Goddess Bomber back with me, and as a special treat, she brought her daughter along with me, and ma'am, I don't want to, I'm terrible at butchering names, so I want you to please say it for me out loud so that I don't mess it up. Yeah, my name is Akiela I. Um, sometimes I go by, yeah, sometimes I go by Aki. Okay. But, All right. Well, if you don't mind, I'll probably call you Aki this evening. That way, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't butcher it because I, you know, I, I'm notorious around here for butchering everyone's name. Not intentional. I just, it's just the way I talk. My brain sometimes reads things a little funny, so I do apologize. So, but you know, I, I was, I was talking to your, to your mom here because, of course, Goddess Mama is your mom, and I was talking to her, and she was, she was telling me about, you know, your that you know you're also kind of into like the nomadic life a good bit and that you're also an artist and stuff like that and i was just like well i have i have got to talk to her because i'm all about talking to interesting people and she sent me over her website which of course you guys know i'll i'll always make sure that i share it for everybody uh you know link wise or whatever so that you can get back and find her yourself too but i figured for those of you that are here watching we could, you know, we could take a look at it real quick. You know, this is, I, I thought this was just fantastic. It's very loud, very full of energy. And, you know, it says on here that she is an author and multidimensional artist, which I thought was, you know, just interesting right off the bat. So to just jump into it, can I have, can I know a little bit more about you? Can you give me a little bit of background? I want to say yes. that she built that website. She built that website? Yeah. Well, fantastic. All right. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I just have always been a creative spirit. And for me, the goal has always been to express myself. I never felt like I fit in. Um, so fashion was kind of like a way that I expressed myself. And um, it was a way for me to discover myself as well. So that was kind of one of my first loves was just playing dress up. Uh, second love was dance. So I just really love dance and, nice. you know, did some East Indian dance for a while, modern jazz, palms, you know. Um, and yeah, after I graduated, I just, I got into the art scene in Denver, Colorado and started an artist nice. collective with, um, you know, a really good friend at the time. 
And after a few years passed, we ended up having a child together. So I became a mom. Um, and then I had to kind of put down the, the sewing needles and the fabric and figure out something else that was a safer hobby without like toddler fingers. Sure, roaming sure. Around. So I started exploring writing and I published two books, um, 100 Things and The Mind Which Exists, Volume 1, which were really inspired by my son. And the other book was inspired by just um, 2017 and just overcoming depression, um, some travel experiences, some poems, thoughts about motherhood. So that was that was those your two books, books right here that, I'm, that you're talking about, right? The, that yeah, so 100 you things. You on Amazon Prime. Yeah, so 100 Things just has like a bunch of handwritten notes and doodles. I wrote it for my son. Um, I was just kind of nervous about this idea of childbirth and kind of just felt this fear of like, what if I don't make it? What would I have to leave behind for him? Um, you know, just so he knew that I loved him and he could still gain, you know, any little tokens of wisdom that I had. So I just made these handwritten notes of just like a hundred life things. So it's like, be yourself. No, that's, like, you know, that's, that's actually very beautiful. I, I, I can relate to that a whole lot. I have three children myself and, you know, in, in a sense, this, this show is definitely for them. If something was to ever happen to me, they can gladly go back and watch dad, you know, and maybe learn something from him. And, and so I can really relate to that. And I think that's very admirable. So when I seen the other book was a, a collection of poems, was that also for him or? That, that one is a little bit more of my personal journey, kind of the mind which exists now is it's like, I, it seems like I'm writing a volume like every few years of just like all these poems that I've written throughout the years, like pictures and places I've traveled. And I just kind of like put it in a book. It's more like a photo album for me, okay. but then other people can experience it and maybe they'll resonate with, resonate with it. But it's kind of just like my diary made into like a pretty format. And so like those books are really how I feel like if anyone truly wants to get to know me yeah. in my mind, like they have to read those books to understand kind of just like, yeah, what's going on in here? No, no, that's, so. that's fantastic. No, that really is. So, so, I mean, I, I guess my next question would be is, you know, talking to your mom and stuff, I know both of you have been kind of into that, you know, travel and live scene. So, yeah. so how is that with a child? Yeah, I mean, it um, it has its challenges for sure. I'm lucky that I have just like such a cool dude who's very social and outgoing and he loves to like make friends everywhere he goes. Like he's like says hi to every single person on the street and um, just has a really good energy. So I feel like he's always safe and protected and enjoys being on the road because he gets to just see a bunch of things, meet a bunch of people um but yeah it can get kind of tight you know sometimes and um yeah when there's diaper accidents it's a little bit more challenging to figure that out i'm sure on the but, road absolutely yeah but he's he really loves new orleans that's kind of where we ended up landing i'm in Denver right now because he's visiting with his dad so um navigating co-parenting is is you know challenging we're still figuring it out but i'm glad that 
you know, he has his dad in his life and he's able to spend time with him. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I think while he's young, it's really beautiful. Uh, because like children's brains develop the most between birth and age five. So I kind of, my philosophy was like, let's just like cram as many experiences as possible in there. And then slowly maybe we'll just kind of like settle down more, you know, as he starts school and stuff like that. Um, but even school, I found a nature school. Me and my mom, my mom really found the nature school in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans. So, So, so goddess mom what uh, where did you find this uh this nature school is this like a like a like a traveling thing you're muted huh it's here in nola um it's here in new orleans it's uh yeah i just saw some kids outside and it was you know school day they're out playing in the park and you know and going in the woods and stuff and i'm like what's going on and found out it was a school and their whole philosophy is the child should be outside playing as much as possible, and you inter- you interject the things you want them to learn through the play. Sure. So I, I thought that was a that's right up Z's alley. <laughs> sure. No. 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 That's that. I mean that that in itself is is fantastic. Like we have we have some homeschool type like groups out here that do stuff like that. You know, out here mm-hmm. I'm I'm over in Georgia, and and like you know we've got some homeschool groups that do that, but nothing like nothing like that. Like that that's actually really neat. I'll even have to look into that. There, and for all I know, there might actually be something like that out here. I just ain't yeah. found it yet. Yeah, I do want to say something real quick because I am an advocate for if we want to change the system, then we have to stop putting our children in the indoctrination strict oh. system. You know, having Man, them indoctrinated. I am, I am. Keeping that thing going, they, they keep feeding. We keep sending our children out as fodder to feed the beast, yeah. you know. And I'm like, we got to stop it if we want something different. So you we've know, got to take I'm, control over that. I'm I'm very big into you know a lot of people look at me crazy when I say it, but I'm just like, no, defund the public schools. They've done nothing but fail us. Like like get rid of them. <laughs> like we can all find better options. Yeah. Public yeah. school was an experiment, and it's a very failed experiment from my right. perspective. My kids don't go like right. we do. We do all of it here. You know, I, I'm thankful my wife is very patient and such when I'm at work. And, you know, I'm, there's things I cover and teach the kids as far as more more things that they'll need to learn, like out here on the farm and working with their hands. And we have good. Which they wouldn't learn in school, which they wouldn't yeah. have learned in school, most likely. The things to no. live, to live. They don't yeah, learn that. No. And so, so, you know, that's very, that, to me, that's very important. I think, I think after you've gone to public school, you have to do a, you spend many years unlearning. Um, yes. And and why are we doing that? Why don't we just keep it from even happening to begin with and start teaching our kids our way? Yeah. And so and so, you know, both of you do a lot of traveling. And and with that, I guess a lot of people would find that, you know, they're like that. that's something that they'd be terrified of. So I guess, you know, what what do you think works for you, Aki, um, you know, as far as like trying to do schooling type stuff while you're on the road? Um, I think that life is school, honestly. That. And as like when people meet my son, they're just they don't believe that he's four because he's like, they're like, he's so smart and he knows so many things. It's because he's not reading about it in a book. He's actually getting to see it and experience it in real life. And he's so curious and asks questions. So people, you know, will explain to him certain things. Like we were at the grocery store and this lady was had a gallon of water and two half gallons. 
And she's like, oh, I have two gallons of water. And he's like, but you have three, you know, bottles. And she's like, no, these are two half gallons. And this is one whole gallon because it's bigger. And he's like, you know, his brain's kind of like, oh, okay. But just like things like that along the way and throughout the day, people are showing him things and um, I'm exposing him to different people and they're just, you know, he learns, he learns what he needs to. And I feel like he's right on track. And now he's doing this thing of he's asking like, what does this say? What does this say? What does this say? So I'm like, okay, this means you're ready to start reading more, sounding things out. So just letting him pace himself, show me what he's interested in. And then just kind of like putting him in those things. But I put him in Capoeira class and he's like killer at that, loves it. And that, you know, he gets to socialize. A lot of people are like, but they got to socialize. I'm like, he's so, he's, <laughs> yeah, like, he's over socialized, really. Sure. And I don't think kids need to just always spend time with other kids. I think like they miss out on really learning about how this world works. And if you think about village life, I mean, they have three year olds who are cooking dinner or, you know, going to go, you know, go walk a mile and get the water and bring it back, you know, or whatever, go to the store for me and bring it back. So, I mean, our, just- our, our, I, I grew up in a time where I actually still, you know, was able to like walk to the store for my mom and stuff like that. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't weird to see the little eight year old dude showing up to the gas station and getting whatever it was my mom needed with her note and stuff, regardless. <laughs> like it was just, it was a simpler time. You know, nowadays, people are literally getting killed for loose cigarettes. You know, it's, it's, it's out of line and it's, it's crazy. And it's not the, and to me, it's not even the people that I'm worried about. It's more or less the state, you know, more people are victims of the state and the state, you know, pushing their hand over, you know, overreaching on people. And, and so, you know, I, with, with both of you, you know, I I know for a fact talking to your mom and then now talking to you, you do a lot of traveling in this and, I heard her made mention of a little bit of trouble that you guys ran into one time. And I'm actually curious to hear the story. <laughs> yeah. You want to start, start that? Tell, I can tell it. Um, so I just reached a point where I was done with Denver, like vibrationally, spiritually. Like I just felt like I'm done. I don't have any reason to be here. I want to leave. <laughs> so I had just gotten this bright blue Jeep. It was a little bit older you know, paid like two grand for it. I was just like, I just need, you know, something. And yeah, I told my landlord, like, I'm not renewing my lease. Like I'll be gone 30 days and packed up my stuff, got on the road. And two weeks in my Jeep, I had just met up with my mom. We were headed to Mount Shasta. We were about like three hours away and on the highway and i just noticed my jeep starts smoking and i'm like what's going on (laughs) and then i'm like trying to press the brakes and i'm like oh my god it's not like so it just like slowly you know like pulling off the highway it finally like stops and it's just like (laughs) and so i'm just sitting there like right at a red light and it turns green and people are like honking at me and i'm just like what is happening and so my mom in her van you know i'm telling her oh my god, oh my god. She's like, oh. so she's behind me and we just the we found out there's a mechanic like a few blocks away so she's literally like tapping 
my the back of my car with her car as I'm like trying to turn it so we can just get down the road instead of calling like a tow truck, you know, spinning hundreds of dollars. She's just like, that mom. And I'm just like, oh, oh God, wait, no, stop. And so we the mechanic and they're just like, yeah, like she's done. And engine blue, right? The engine blue. So I don't even, I just, I think I couldn't even hear, like, I just was like, blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying this to me right now, like, I literally just put all, like, I packed up my whole entire life in this Jeep, and now it blew up, like, what? So that was, that was, yeah, like, I just, ah. Uh, but I'm it was, sure you learned I, some good things in that situation, though. I mean, you know, every, to me, every time I find myself in a, concerning type situation i always try to look for the learning experience out of it oh i mean sometimes it comes afterwards <laughs> i like in the moment i was throwing stuff and like crying hysterically and, but i knew like i know innately like i know everything's gonna be okay this is a lesson but in the moment i just Oh my God, I'm homeless. Like, <laughs> a toddler. What? In the, we were, what part of California were we? In? I don't even know. A weird little town. And, <laughs> it was so and, ugly. and what's so interesting, Jim Bob, is that I'm sitting there because we're trying to figure out now what to do. We know her car is dead and we've got to figure out what to do with her stuff. What do we do now? And I'm only thinking, I'm thinking we got to get to Shasta. I mean, that's, that's we got to get to Shasta. So we're thinking about renting a truck and all this other stuff. Um, luckily, I had had a place that I was kind of staying in Shasta. And so I had unloaded some of my stuff. Nice. So we ended up loading all of Aki's stuff into my van. And I remember it had a, had a moment where I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, my child is in my car, you know, <laughs> she's in my car. And, you know, and I'm like, we're in this place together. It was a uh, it was a real humbling and really frightening, frightening place because, you know, out in the road, you're very um, vulnerable and there's just just so much wiggle room for things to, to manifest and happen sure. and to have that happen right after we got together we'd only been together maybe two days you know and so right after we got together um so we ended up putting all her stuff in my car and going up to shasta and then we went to oregon and found her a van so nice. in the in the car ride i was like this i'm just like ah like barely Z, my son is like in the back like just like feeding him crackers through like holes of stuff just like there you go you know like the van is like weighed down so just oh like, my god oh my. so and we made it we and, did make it and you See said that, that was and you said that that was you know the first i guess the first time y'all had been with each other you know for like two so days I, or whatever I, I so i i'm curious I I started van life of six months before Aki did Okay, about six months. And then she kind of saw me doing it and she's like, Hey, okay, let me release. Cause there is definitely a freeing piece into it. You know, yeah. and so, that, go ahead. No, that, that's what I was, that's exactly what I was about to say was, you know, so, you know, I definitely know how you feel about van life and I've seen your van, you know, you've showed me your van now yeah. twice. And so like, 
for for you you know is has it been that freeing experience i mean like you know, um, people have always been telling folks that it's oh. you know go live down by the river in your van and, you know, <laughs> but hell it sounds like the way to go the way things are going yeah 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 my van you know my van journey started in the middle of the winter and it was very the, there's front story to that too even how i ended up in a van and deciding to do van life because that was not my intention when i bought the van wasn't my intention to be in my van. I was going to take a trip to Belize. I learned that you can drive to Belize yeah. from Denver, Colorado. And it was like 42 hours. And I was yeah. like, whoa. So I bought a van. And as soon as I bought the van, my, my, I was in Florida visiting my mom. And uh, that's where I found the van. And my knee went out. Oh. And then I decided that I laid up on this couch with my knee out. And I kept hearing, you got to let everything go. You got to let everything go. And that's what I decided to do is release everything. And, you know, and my children, we all went to different ways and I left, we left the house and I got in my van and I, I was stuffing stuff. I, cause I didn't know what I needed. I didn't know what I needed. Sure. I've never done van life before. So I'm, I, and I have a house, a four bedroom house. So I'm stuffing as much as I can in case I might need it. And at one point my son was like, Cause I'm just putting stuff by the door. My son's putting in the car and he's like, mom, there's no more room in your van. And I'm like, well, just put something else in there, figure it out, you know? And I ended up bumping Scooby-Doo riding all the way down to um, Arizona, Quartzsite, Arizona, because that's where I was told people go. And by the time I got there, most of the people were le had left. Okay. <laughs> and I had so much stuff in my van. I pulled everything out and I put it on a, um, a tarp. People were passing by taking pictures of oh, how much oh, stuff <laughs> I had in my van. So it has been a journey, a, a whole year and a half now. And I finally, finally am feeling like I'm getting comfortable in my van. And just recently, I had to let my two dogs go. My two dogs go, you know. Yeah, I, I started remember you telling me that. Two dogs also, yeah. you know, yeah. in this van. And um, it was the best decision. It's a great decision to do that. So it's it's been it's been a journey. <laughs> yeah. So so how about so how about you, Aki? How do you feel about living in the nomadic style? Yeah, definitely. I have no regrets. Um, it's been challenging, but I was. I had already accepted that I was going on a hero's journey. I think that's, if you're coming from that mindset, not like, oh, yay, it's going to be so great. Like just being on the beach all the time. <laughs> and, you know, there's still a lot of things that you have to deal with and sure. challenges. And so if you're just like up for the challenge and to be basically like this close to yourself, like <laughs> at all times, it's like, it's going to be a great experience and you're going to get stronger from it and learn things about yourself and learn what you truly need to one survive to thrive and three just adapt and so i think that's what's beautiful is like you're letting go of things because you're realizing like i don't really need these things you know but you you get to discover what you do actually need and and then from that place, if you want more, then you can expand from this like more like a non-attachment place. Sure. And so 
So I, I do like that. I think I am at a point where I'm like ready to be in a house because I, I stayed with someone in New Orleans and I was just like, yeah, like having access to hot water. It's really nice. <laughs> but then there was times when like, you know, like the power would go out or like, you know, her water, you know, got shut off for a little bit. And it's just like reminds you of how fickle all of this is and why I started doing van life in the first place. Because it's like if things do go down, like I want to be one of those people that I'm like, cool like I'm good you know like I kind of know what to do um so so have you so I I guess you know I mean obviously you've ran into things like you know vehicle trouble do you you know Mm -hmm. out doing this have you know I've I've occasionally not very often heard uh, you know a couple dangerous type horror stories have you guys run into anything that you you know that frightened you or or you know almost made you turn around and be done with it aside from the car breakdown I'm sure that I'm sure that had you in a tizzy, but, but I mean, like anything that, you know, is, I don't know, made you nervous about being out there alone in your van. <laughs> um, a story, mom. Go, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so, so yeah, car had just blown up. We're on Mount Shasta. My mom's like, oh, let's go to this, you know, full moon ceremony. You know, it maybe will heal you and cheer you up. And so I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't know if I really want to go to the top of a mountain. And like, you know, I just wasn't in the spirit of sure. that. Not but I'm like, I, okay. I can understand. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, we'll go anyways. So we're out there. Just a little while. We're just going to go for a little while. Yeah. I had, go I had to go get the dogs. I had to go pick up the dogs. Okay. Yeah, that's what you said. But then we were there for a little while. Then I'm like, okay, like I'm ready to go. <laughs> But I, my toddler, you know, he was pretty ready to go and starting to get a little bit frustrated and he kind of just walks off, but I'm watching him. There's a bunch of people on the mountain. They start uh, lighting a, you know, fire and I just start hearing this like loud sound and it sounds like someone just riding up the mountain, like on a motorcycle. And then I see this man coming basically from where the cars are parked and he has a chainsaw revved up and he's just kind of like swinging it, yelling and just saying like, you guys need to put that fire out. And so it took everybody a while to really like, you know, comprehend what was going on. Cause everyone's just like drumming, la la la, dancing, you know, eating food. And he's kind of, he walks like right by my son. So I'm just like, Oh my gosh. So I run over there grab him guys are like tackling him trying to take this chainsaw like out of his hands and me and my son are like running down the mountain and I'm just like oh my gosh okay where's my mom like and people are just like screaming and running so that was very interesting whoa like all right now I mean you know I've heard of the that was not where I actually expected this to go, to be honest. So, you know, I've heard of things like murders at the next campsite down or, you know, you know, strange guys appearing, even strange women appearing and stuff, you know, just, just people that are odd and out of place, but a chainsaw wielder coming out of the woods at Mount Shasta, that's that damn scary. Like I'd I'd probably freak out too. Well, he was part of the, the moon ritual. He came up for the moon ritual. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was, that was, that was kind of deep. That was kind of deep. 
Yeah. That is deep. No, actually, was, you know, knowing that he came up there for that, that makes it that that makes it all the more interesting. Like I'd, I, I wouldn't lie to you. I'd love to talk to the fella just because I bet you he's got some interesting stories up there. Like, there's, oh, we know some of the backstory. We know some of yeah, the backstory. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, just in general, though. I mean, you know, yeah. some so, to lead to something like that. You know, that that yeah. in itself, to me, that's just wow. Like that. Yeah. Wow. So we're just thankful nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. So we yeah. were thankful for that. Yeah. But I was. Uh, I, you know, I was trying to think of something for myself, um, scary, you know, thing or anything like that. And I really haven't had, I haven't had, I don't think I've really had anything that was really scary. I think the bear coming up toward the car might have been, you know, a little thing that kind of. I believe took last me. time you were on, you were worried about the alligators behind you. Well, yeah, the alligators, I know. That was, yeah, that's here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I do have to be concerned about the alligators. <laughs> So, Which, um, I mean, yeah, you're being in Louisiana. That's definitely going to be something you run across. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with your attitude wherever you are and what you hold in your space. It's like, what do you expect to happen? You know, what do you expect? Uh, yeah. And, you know, I have an expectation that I'm going to be protected and, you know, and loved and cared for. And, you know, um, you have, right, you've talked about there, this a bit I, before, I think, where, you know, how we how we've talked about how at the end of the day sources got you you know what i'm saying like like you know you 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 know you might have this thing that you're stressed over or this thing that you're worried about or worried about having gas money to get to your next stop or something like that and and you know we we were beneficial enough one of the times i had you on that the young lady that we were with source got her right there while we were on you know on screen yeah, and that was pretty you know, cool i i that is something I actually take to heart too, you know, and, and, and believe in because I've been in a lot of those type situations before. And so, and, you know, and, and I guess it's funny that we, that we were getting into that part because the other thing I did notice on your page there, Aki was, was your, your multidimensional, um, you know, art artistic thing. So like, I guess, I guess what could you touch on that a little bit more? Because I mean, you know, when I hear multidimensional, I think about, multidimensional beings and you know things from within source and stuff like that you know because my brain's moving million miles an hour and i'm kind of the crazy guy in the pirate hat that likes to talk to interesting people so right um how i explain being a multi-dimensional artist is that it's like every piece that i create is it's a part of my self-exploration and I'm always like diving deeper. And um, the goal is with my art to just keep exploring, keep diving deeper to, and accessing other aspects of myself and tapping into those other aspects of myself, like with clothing. You know, if you think about theater, you know, if I'm just wearing this, you know, I'm Aki, but if I put on a whole space astronaut costume, like now I'm, you know, <laughs> Professor Jane from <laughs> Starship Enterprise, or, you know, nope. I'm just like, no, I've seen that. No, that's, you know, that's your, I, I cosplay, I go to yeah. conventions and, you know, I build elaborate costumes like i've my most recent costume has been Dr. Robotnik because my son is really into Sonic the Hedgehog. So, yeah. I, in, in fact, I even I even put it on and took him to the movie theater. The only person, <laughs> the only dad in the entire movie theater 
dressed up in a costume, but there I was making every other dad in the entire place jealous as could be because <laughs> yeah. I'm the cool dad that showed up in costume for the movie. And so like, I can, I can actually relate to the, you know, taking on a character and, you know, you seen you may mention of Star Trek. So I got to ask you oh, yeah. like, what, the next generation. Oh, or, next or gen, hands down. Picard is my absolute favorite. I actually Picard meet my friend. Best. We just recorded a podcast about like ranking our favorite characters in order. And so that was really fun. But it's just like, yeah, I'm grateful my mom had me grow up on that. And I have watched sure. now like every season with my son and he loves it. And it's just to me, I'll always default to watching it because it's the show that's just, it's not about conflict. It's about teamwork. And it's about like, you're developing your special skills and like growing and becoming a better version of yourself. Yeah. Whereas now I feel like so many shows are just about like, pew, pew, like fight them, sure. get them, like bad guys versus good guys. It's not just like, oh, hey, there's, there's how do no we um, <laughs> level of thinking put into modern television. I don't yeah. think like, it's, it's, it's either repeats of things that they've already done or just toilet humor. And like, you know, don't get me wrong. There's a time and place for some good toilet humor. Everybody needs a good, you know, n dirty laugh every now and then. But, mm -hmm. but like, there isn't anything built like that anymore. There is actually a show I'll recommend that is kind of recent. That is very Star Trek-y that I'm really into. Um, it's called The Orville. And it's, oh, okay, yeah. it's a spoof on, on Star Trek. Like it, it really right. is That's like, it's, yeah. it's kind of like a mockery of it in a sense, but like at the same time, it's got, it, it's got some of the original Star Trek type message. You know, they're all at the end of the, by the end of the show, they're finding the way to work together to benefit themselves, which was kind of a big dream of mine with Unconstitutional Awakening is, mm -hmm. is, you know, I wanted to show people that we can find people from different walks of life that have absolutely nothing that you would think in common. And I can prove that we have more in common than we don't. And I, I think it's ridiculous that people fight over silly things. Like, you know, me, me and your mom talked about it on an episode about fighting over race or, you know, mm -hmm. fighting over your political spectrum or fighting right. over who you love, you know, like all of, all of that is stupid and a waste yeah. of everyone's time. And okay. I think things like your artwork and of course my artwork, which is the show, you know, are the way that we can, we can bring people together. And I, I you know, I really mm -hmm. like, I'm, I, I am going to take some time out of my day to make sure that I get into your, your, especially your poems book. Like I would, I would actually like to dig into that a little bit. I think that's very, yeah. very fascinating. Like that. Yeah, this one. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a thicky too. She's it's 270 pages. <laughs> oh, is that all? We'll be all right. <laughs> But yeah, this is this is my van. So oh, nice. Okay, so you I did like artwork on it. Already and, all done up like that too, huh? Yeah, and then the inside. Well, you know, this is. But I glitzed it all out, yeah. and I do like pop ups. Um, too. So I have like a little awning on it. So I like put my pop up out and sell my stuff, nice. and I'll do face painting um and so do yeah you, I mean, is, I, this, is this like computer art or is this like uh like like hand art or just pictures some of this art you have oh um like i have mainly it's pictures i do have like some of my art like in here that i make some collage that, that art one, that one picture that was that you were showing me looked kind of 
like I, I couldn't tell if oh. I was drawn. Oh no, that's my the inside of my man. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, no, like that yeah. looked like that looked like some kind of animation. Okay, no, <laughs> I'm seeing it now. Like that's that's actually really neat. I like that. You've done a lot of work in there. Yeah. You wouldn't think that that was the inside of a van if you would if you wouldn't have said that to me. To be honest. Yeah, I think when people imagine the inside of a van, they just like imagine the inside. You know. <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, ew, but then I open my doors, they're like, what? <laughs> like, you know, so I, I call it 80 Space Mermaid is like my overall vibe and aesthetic that I'm going for. So that's fantastic. No. Like Yeah. So 80 Space Mermaid. And I do, I really do love my man. Like, yeah, it gets hot in there sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I wish I had a little bit more space or could stand up. But overall, it works, and I think it's... Um, it's a place I for think, you to lay your head at night, right? Yeah, I think the main thing, you know, if I was to continue doing van life, like, I, I, I always want to have a van. No matter what, I think it's just smart to just, like, have a van, like, that you have kind of, like, your food storage or just whatever, or, like, where you can put it in easily, and just like go because just the way that life is going like yes i can be an optimist but at the same time i think it's it, it doesn't hurt to just be prepared for anything you know it doesn't hurt to just think about you know if something happens how can i just easily you know get to safety like just even thinking of star trek it's like okay here's the obstacle how do we <laughs> No, no, no. Like, I, 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 I call it prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I took steps like that myself. Um, un unlike you guys, I'm not, you know, moving around and stuff. I settled my family down and, you know, we got a little bit of land and we have the whole farm thing going on and stuff like that. But like, you know, stuff like stuff like you guys, I admire. And, you know, knowing that you're nomadic and, you know, I've been talking to some other nomadic people here and there and, and, you know, one thing that I've heard that they always complain about is they're always just like, you know, oh, sometimes we get run off from camping and stuff like that. And I've I've always had the mentality, well, hey, hell, I got the land. If somebody needed a place to park the van for a night or two or a week or so or, you know, whatever, there's there's plenty of space down here. And, you know, I, I, I really support this nomadic type thing because, you know, you guys are leaving a smaller footprint, I guess, in a sense, because you're you're. You may be traveling or whatever, but that's that's a conversation that people don't like to have with me because I make them look dumb. But as far as the as far as the you know, you you're not taking up the resources of a of a house like for somebody else that's out there that needs a house, they could they could gladly take a house that you're not in. Or you're showing people that like you know I see I see the homeless guy standing at the interstate begging for change. Instead of standing at the interstate begging for change, I, you know, if, if I was in that guy's shoes personally, I'd be working my way to figuring out how I can get on the road to travel to the next place. Yeah, you know, kind of like you guys do. With you know, you guys have the van. I think that's the ultimate answer. Like I think I agree as far as you know, you need a van. Like yeah, I I got a van myself because you never know, and it works as good as everything else as far as like carrying stuff and can take you long places. And that if it's one thing that they actually did build worth a damn, when it comes to a vehicle, it's a van. And that's because they knew that, you know, millions of moms across the United States would be driving vans and you can't leave moms up on the side of the road. And so don't get me wrong. I know they have troubles from time to time, but you know, mm -hmm. vans are pretty easy fixes 
and keep keep on going. I've driven a few myself that, you know, damn near a million miles. So it, it's mm-hmm. it's good to it's it's good to see that they can last that long and stuff like that. And and I think that I think that you know what's that? I just said that's good. That's good to hear that you yeah. had one that drove a mi- million miles. I'm just like that's really good to hear. <laughs> Listen, I, look, you and yours is a yours is a is it a Chrysler or a caravan? It's a Chrysler, town and country. Yeah, it's the town and country, which which really is just it's a caravan, of course, too. It's the same company. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that that one and the Toyota Sienna, which happens to be the model that I have, are right. my top two favorite. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. Because I yeah. have seen both of them with 800 plus thousand miles. Wow. Wow. And, that's and crazy. The best thing I can recommend is, you know, you make sure you keep up with things, at least like the water pump and the oil changes. And mm-hmm. they, those engines will just keep, just keep on trucking. And, okay. and, that's and good you know, to know, it's when I was a kid, we had a van parked down in the back corner of the property, me and my best friend. And that's where we hung out. That was our clubhouse. We had television and, you know, video game and speakers and stuff like that all hidden in our van down, down in the woods. That's where, you know, was our clubhouse. And, and to see more and more people, because you guys aren't the only ones that I've seen out there, which, but you got, I think you two are just fantastic. Like, just, just so you know, on side note, like, but, but like seeing that you guys have, you know, been through struggles and are still progressing with the life that you choose to do, you know, I, I think it's very inspiring. And I think that other people should look into it because I always, it's one thing I always hear is people are just like, you know, they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. And I, look, if you're, you're you by yourself, or if you're willing to take it like you are Aki, you know, and you and your kid and you're just doing it, you know? And, and I think, I think the more that people hear about this or see things like this, I think the more that they would be inspired and, to me, the world would be a better place because everybody's looking more to help people in a sense like that, help each right. other, instead of just looking out for, you know, themselves. Now, I see you edging over there. You go ahead. I wanted to say there was a couple of things I wanted to say. I wanted to address the nomad. There are many of us who are nomads, and then we do need the po- folks who are stable yeah. to like be these stopping places, these watering holes, True. because the nomads are kind of like dropping seeds all over the place, seeds yes. of of energy, you know, all over the place and connecting these places and stuff. And so we do need those stopping holes. And so I will be talking to you afterwards and getting your address because yes, I'll ma'am. probably come oh. through there. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You know, and, and, and you too, Aki, you guys ever pass it through yeah. Georgia, you know, I, I will that make sure that you guys know where to find me. That way you guys can make a stop too, because I would, and I would be, I would be honored to host you because oh, you know, you guys, you. You, I think you guys are, you know, are fantastic. And, and I don't, I wish there were more people out there that were doing both sides of the field. Like you just said right there, you know, being, being open about letting somebody that you, you know, and, and I'm not saying don't just let any super crazy stranger, vet, right. the pers- vet the person yourself. And, you know, from, from talking to you multiple times, I, you know, I, I, I think right. you're fantastic. I have plenty of conversations. Your ears might be burning every now and then because I do have conversations <laughs> talking about how, you know, I just, I think you are just a very inspiring person. Like you, yeah. I, I try to recommend people to go check you out because you are inspiring, especially on, on TikTok with your, with your videos Thank that you, you make some days and just being a real world person. And, Thank and, you. and, you know, when I first got my hands on your website, Aki, 
like I, and you open it up and and you know it's just bright and then you of course sent me uh, a selfie because of the way i do my flyers that everybody seems to like and like i when i opened that email and i seen that selfie i was just like i was just like this lady right here is about to be fun like just <laughs> just hands down i was just like you know this is i'm gonna have fun with this because i i just i i love people that find their what works for them i guess you know like i'm 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 a walking meme. I make the joke all the time. I literally walk around in cowboy boots and brightly colored crazy socks. No. I go all the way up to my thighs. And I shorts I'm not and a pirate hat. And like, and like people are like, do you know how you look? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And isn't it awesome? Because it's just freeing. You know, when you can, when you can freely be yourself and not give a rat's behind what anybody thinks, you know, you're, you're, you're closer to, source if you want to call it or whatever than, it, than, than anybody else that you are around because you know you you know that that and, and i know this is a terrible way to say it but you you know and realize that this life is a joke so why not have fun with it while yeah. we're here instead yeah. of get i gotta red, show you guys dreary, you know <laughs> oh, gloom and doom all the time you know gloom and doom gloom and doom happens and it comes around because it's something you have to face yeah but i don't think you should make your own life gloom and doom just because you're you're, you know, you don't have to lost it all, and you've ended up in your van. You know, I hear that as a story sometimes. I've heard somebody tell me before, oh, I've, you know, I lost my job, lost this, lost my house, I'm gonna have to live in my truck, and I'm just like, hell yeah, man, you're gonna go pull it down by the river? Like, <laughs> make it a choice. Make it a choice. Make it your choice. You know? Yeah. It is about your pers your your perspective and your energy, and like it's easier said than done sometimes. But I've yeah. noticed. Yeah, it's just like if I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have a good day, and like things kind of just somehow work out. And um, yeah, like I've definitely painted my face purple and dressed up as like the space mermaid. And then we went to the French Quarter, and like I actually ended up having like a kind of like anxiety attack and meltdown, so I cried. But then I was like, the show must go on, so I put glitter in the tracks of my tears. <laughs> <laughs> like still with painting faces so it was just like you know yeah if you cried just put glitter in your tracks of your tears, you know I, I can relate to that too with like my costumes my my first few costumes that i made actually i was completely masked like i didn't want anybody to see who i was and which you know i guess that's weird to some people or whatever but as i got more comfortable with it you know, I started just doing ones that, yeah, you can see my face. I don't care. Like, that's who I am, you know, but like in the early parts, I would try to embrace the character and I'd have a mask on and just wouldn't kind of come out of character, wouldn't take the mask off and I, because I didn't know how to feel anxiety. And when right. I was when I was younger, I definitely did worry about things like, you know, oh, what do what these people think of me or what what is what what's that look someone just gave me or are they over there talking about me or, you know, stuff like that. And now I'm like. Hey, were you talking about me? You want me to add to it, or can you finish the story? I'm not sure if I've heard that one yet. Like, right. take my business card, hire me. So, okay, I want to say something too, real quick. So, Jimba, the um, um, the word costume and cosmology are one of the are same. the same. They come yeah. from the same source. Cosmology, costume, costume, and we do we put on our costumes. Because that brings us closer, like you say, to God. We are in our creator self. And we can yeah. be anything, any potential, any possibility. And so dressing up 
and um, uh, being in these spaces is 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 you being God expressing God. Yeah, no, and 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 you know yeah. that's why that's that's why you know like people are people are like the hat and the socks, you know that, that's kind of weird, man. And I'm like, is it? Or are you the weird one? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and you come walking exactly. back out in that, it's and like, look, beautiful. Like, did you make that like completely no. like sew it yourself and stuff? Or no, I didn't make this jacket. I got it in New Orleans, okay. but it has like this little tiger yeah. on the back too. Wow. Oh um, yeah. But this is how I I rolled up in the airport like this. Like I literally <laughs> in Denver. I was like, wearing this. And people, I could just feel people kind of just like, <laughs> like everyone was just like, you know, it's like when you open a door to like some room and you're just like, oh, sorry, like, oops, or, like someone's in the bathroom and you're just like, oh uh, my God, like that's the feeling that I was like, ah, okay. And what's funny in New Orleans, nobody would even bat an eye. They would no, not yeah. even. No. No, <laughs> like not everybody not. in the airport's like, well, not everybody. Look, everybody looks like that. <laughs> they they talk about it, you know. You hear the stories and stuff, but you know, even I can confirm. Like New Orleans is is definitely a wild place, and and because I think everybody is so comfortable and so relaxed and so free in there, I'd be willing to say that that's probably one of the closest to source places yeah. to be. You know, yeah. like you know, you don't have. You're right. You don't have people judging you just because of the way you look walking down the street. They're just like, oh, it's Tuesday. That's that's normal. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, that's, and, yeah. and, and I think it's, I think it's a beautiful thing, you know, and there's, I, I love getting into talking about like New Orleans and stuff like that, because there's so much ancient architecture there that, you know, when you start getting into like, you know, hidden old world history and stuff like that, there's a lot of buildings and, and stuff that's down there in Louisiana that I think has been there longer than is labeled. You know, oh, sure. definitely, definitely. Sure, sure, maybe you know it got taken over in the 1800s or whatever, but no, nah, like that building was probably there, <laughs> yeah, for five thousand yeah. years prior to that. Exactly, you know, I exactly. Stuff like that, yeah. And because you know, and that's and and it is such a beautiful place, and and really is a, I think, a great place to be free. You know, a lot of people talk about going out west or going to Denver or going to the middle of nowhere, going to Alaska. And I'm just like, why? Like all of these other, all the places you just labeled are either barreling hot or, you know, you know, desert heat or yeah. freezing, freezing cold at one point in time of the year. And that's not for me. Like I, it's you know, colorful here. And, it's so yeah. colorful. I mean, the houses can be all different colors on one street. It's just, everybody's doing their own flavor and adding their own thing. It's like this whole this jazz, it's this whole jazz, and it's just, it's, it's a beautiful melting pot, too, because you see everything, because of all the visitors, too, you just see everything, you know, I'm sure that you really, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you're, you're just like, whoa, that's cool, but I'm sure there's really nothing that surprises you being in that area, like, you no. know, no. like, there, you, you see something, and yeah, you might have to do a double take at it, but you're just yeah. like, yeah, New, New Orleans, it's, it's enjoyable. It's, it's just, it's enjoyable. We're all doing this for each other. It's like, you know, it's giving everybody eye candy and things to look at and stuff to do. And like tonight I can go, I know I can go out at 12 o'clock and go find some bands playing. It is Wednesday bands playing. There's dancing happening. There's, you know, I can find that if I want that, you know? So it's just, it's always um, something going on here. So yeah. and, 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 uh, it's a dreadful question or whatever. So did you guys being, being in the traveling scene and stuff, did you ever run into much trouble, you know, dealing with people in the whole Winnie the Flu thing that was going on? 
the what the the COVID thing? Uh, the my, thing we my don't pay. Called, my co-host calls it Winnie the flu. The Winnie the flu. Oh, no. you know I've been an avid non-mask wearer the entire time. I've done really good at not yeah, wearing a yeah, mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know wherever I go. I'm just so, saying, you, know, you never like run into any like trouble from other people, I guess, during the situation. When you say trouble from someone else, you mean like with somebody trying to throw me down and make me put a mask on or something? What do you, what do you, I mean, I like, like I literally lost a job because of a mask and I also, oh, um, yeah, I also got kicked out of Goodwill. Yeah. I, kicked out. I mean, I, there have been a couple of stores that I couldn't go into and we couldn't go to the movies, um, just probably yeah. a few months ago. But now what was interesting is being in different parts of the country as it was going on, as I'm moving through and you'd have this one city that's like, everybody wear a mask. And then you got this other city that's like, nobody's wearing a mask, you know, and we're not going to wear a mask. Yeah. And so it was just interesting to see this dichotomy. And so I really got to see, it's all about really choosing where you want to be. Do you want to be in fear yeah. or do you want to be in, you know, acknowledging that you are source and that you, you have power. Of course. And so I really ran into it was corporations like big name, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And that, that, I was already trying to not go to places like that as it was anyway. But once that happened, it turned into, yeah. I, I really only shop local and deal with farmers and stuff like that because yeah. why bother? Like, <laughs> you know, if, that narrative if, seems to be playing itself out now, but it's oh, interesting. Yeah, it's, to see, but what's really interesting is to see how many people have been psychologically damaged yes. and are refusing to take the mask off oh, or yeah. they'll just put it, they'll put it on their face. And they don't even have it, their nose covered. And they just want to have the mask on. But, and I'm like, why are you, no, why are you wearing the mask? What, what? I don't, I'm really, I mean, you know. the, the, and, and, and I do feel bad for people like that because they probably haven't seen the studies showing that thank, thanks to two years of doing that, people are having microplastics in their, in their lungs. You yeah. Know, like yeah. That's, and brain damage. And brain damage. And, and yeah. then, you know, you, there's, and, and, and everybody chose that, you know, took part in it, destroyed their own immune system because they were constantly masked and they were constantly with the hand sanitizer. And, and all they, all you succeeded at there was making yourself vulnerable to, you know, more, everything else that was out there. You know, I, I <laughs> was, I, I too ran, I ran into trouble trying to go places or dealing in big corporations. But as far as like the rest of my life, it never yeah. stopped. I did lose my corporate job, you know, at Nissan. But okay. it, it landed me back in back into something that I had already been doing years prior and you know, doing appliances and stuff, but I landed in with a with a little local guy that has a business that holds twelve people, maybe thirteen. And I know he's listening now because he actually found my show the other day. So hi Matt. Um, <laughs> and uh he uh you know, he he's he's a really good guy, you know. I, I mm -hmm. I appreciate him for being an actual human being like you, like you guys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you guys are, you guys are actually real people. And, and, and I didn't want to jump over you, Aki. Did you, I, just, I am curious when you were doing it, all this travel stuff, did you ever run into any trouble? I guess. While you no, were not trouble. To your mom? not trouble. I think if I just noticed their masking, like I just had my cloth mask that a friend had made and I just kind of was like, if that's what you know if that's what you're doing that's what you're doing like if i need to get my groceries real quick i just kind of gauge the situation like do i actually want to go into the store do i not like am i just running in and out like is it worth you know man you know someone bothering in kind of like at some point i did kind of like 
having the mask on and like just putting glasses on and like being kind of incognito like something about it kind of was like a little bit like nice about it it's like if it wouldn't have been the fact that I was told, you know, that I was being told to do it, you know, that that's where I would start running into troubles. Like, no, I, I, it's, there's certain times and places and places where video cameras and up are up and stuff like that, that, yeah, I'm the kind of guy that would be like, mm, I'd rather be mass than being, than being seen, like in that aspect of it. But like, yeah, so like, you know, as far as being told to do it, I'm just like, no, you can't yeah. do things. I don't do very well with that, like at all. So yeah. I would- Okay. I, I don't like that either, but I, I, I mean, it's like I wasn't really going, I guess, a lot of places where yeah. we're doing that anyways, you know, it's like yeah. I'm finding And that's uh, someone on Facebook had this beautiful post of just like them kind of playing out the scene of someone being like, well, if you don't wear a mask, you can't go to concerts. It's like, well, okay, we'll just make our own music then. Like, or you don't wear a mask, you can't go to grocery stores. Okay, we'll just grow our own food. Yeah. You don't wear a mask, you can't go to school. Okay, we'll just homeschool. It's just like, I feel like that's where the new world comes in. Yeah, just sure. Yeah. Like, sure. Okay, I'll just shop local, I'll work local. Like, I'll be more in nature. And me and my mom, when we didn't go to the movie theaters, we just ended up sitting in the car and having a really good conversation for hours. Yep, and right. it's like, yeah, that's probably, that's way better than going to watch a movie that, you know, spent all this money and we got to actually like bond and spend time together. So yeah. no, I, I, you know, I found, of- I found myself doing, I was throwing house parties once a month. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, was, I, I was inviting people over to cook. I was spending a lot of time on the river, on the lake, you know, just yeah. out and about doing things my own way you know they're like oh you can't go to here because it's a public place and i'm just like all right cool i've got a phone that plays music and i got a canoe so i can go i can go float down the river for the next six hours and it doesn't matter what i'm doing i know it was it it was kind of nice being quarantined a little bit there you know it's like uh nope nothing's happening i have no obligations nowhere to go nowhere to be <laughs> i loved it i had the most fun and, yeah, yeah. It, no, During that time, I was and I was up in the mountain in Shasta, and with all the hippies, and we're like cooking together. And I bet that was a blast. It was a blast, and yeah. we were you know, taking care of each other. And I just remember thinking, as somebody was handing me a sandwich, and his hands were black. <laughs> you know, I'm debating my taking this sandwich, and I went, "Well, this is some freaking immunity right here. I am building up immunity to everything out here." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, and that's, and, and, you know, you, you made, you kind of touched at it a little bit, you know, the kind of, in a, the, the sense of the new world and the kind of split, like, I, I, I believe there, I believe our future looks as not bleak, but more like balkanization. I think that there's going to be nomadic people and there's going to be some people that stay put out in the countryside like myself. And, you know, then there's, there are going to be other people that want all this crazy nonsense and this crazy AI and this crazy control. And they're, you know, they're going to migrate closer to large cities, you know, like your, like Mm -hmm. your, your Denver's, your New York cities, your LA's, you know, even, even Atlanta, you know, I could see being, what I like to make reference to an older movie, Judge Dredd, where everybody lived in mega cities, you know, and and I think that you know something like that. I could I could see that going on, and I'm totally okay with everybody doing their own thing and existing right. in the reality that they right. want to exist, there you as go. long as they don't try to infringe upon me. Like once you exactly. start stepping on my toes, then yeah, you know we've got problems. 
Exactly. Yeah. But until then, hey, you want to go get a chip in your head and, you know, be a live in a go metaverse for, for the next get years? Go for it. Go for it. I'm, I'm, pro I'm like, pro yes, I'm pro free will, but it's like, yeah, like if you're trying to impose on my free will, then yeah. And like, if, if you're trying to hurt me, then that, that is very, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very big, you know, I, I hate using the word because I, I don't believe in the piece of paper. I don't believe a piece of paper grants you rights or whatever, but I'm, I'm very pro pro gun pro protection, like, flat out like i believe you two especially myself everybody in the world has a right to protect yourself by any means necessary and i don't think that you should be barred from owning something because you know like somebody else did something bad with it like they there should be no the government can own this and i can't like there there should be none of that for my well, government is the people the government is the people right, right. so we need to right. get back to that we got to right. get back right to like what this else? Is, we're talking about the corporation here you know and this is outrageous you know no no this is outrageous but this is a perspective i have and i do borrow it from frank from the late great frank zappa um and that is i uh, you know you we don't need a military force that we're sending overseas you want to take all of those weapons and i think that all of those weapons should be in a sense given to the, the 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 residents the people of this country like i want every house to have whatever rifle the soldiers carrying around and a case of grenades just in case somebody attacks from overseas that way we don't have to call somebody else and i know that's outrageous and insane but you know uh from looking throughout history an armed society is a polite society if you know that grandma has lord knows what inside her purse you're not about to try and rob her because you know grandma's probably what, gonna what what if we just make sure everybody is fed and everybody has home and everybody has what they need and then we don't even have that issue and so that's uh, there's there's always there's always fun. there's always 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 going to be someone you know I, no matter what there still exists bad people like i, I can't okay. You know, I know what you're trying to say, but I do, I do think that that it's a utopian idea to think that we're we're going to be able to fix everyone's needs and not have somebody that's out there trying to take something. Up, you know, you attract where you're at. You attract the energy, the frequency that you put out. You really I mean, I mean, no, I, that's that's. Uh, this is just going. You know, looking through history and looking through things like I, you can't have all light. You can't look at the past to create the future. We you can't. can't. You can't. You can't ignore the past um, and expect to not relive it in the future if you don't. Like, mm. Yeah, I, 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 it's interesting because I have a really, really good friend that he actually just bought his first gun like this past weekend, and he's like, "I never would have imagined, thought like I would get a gun," but just his feelings around it was just that seeing you know, the government's starting to kind of push on no guns. Well, not just Maybe. that. I mean, look at what happened in, you. Uh, what was that, Ulavi or whatever in Texas the other week while the cops stood there for 75 minutes while children were murdered. Oh. And, yeah, and, it's, it's like... You know, the cops I, are supposed to be the ones that they're supposed to be there to protect you, but we all know that's not true, so... It's like, it's a really hard conversation. Like, I'm trying to be... Like, I can usually see both sides of just kind of like, okay, okay, guns. Yeah, it is, it's, it is a hard one because it's just like, 
you know, it's like at the root though, what makes someone else want to kill someone or like what, what makes someone want to be violent towards another and like, how can we figure that? But, you know, I feel like to have a gun, if you're like out in the woods or like there's, you know, there's animals that you need to protect yourself from, like you do have the right always to defend yourself like your life is precious if you want to live but then also it's just like the cost of taking another life that's going to be on your conscience too and i don't think i'm i'm there in my life where i i feel like i could be okay like killing someone even if it was my own life or like my child's life and i know to a lot of people that, that they're like oh my gosh like what but it's like to have that on my conscience Oh, I, just I, like I, I, you know, I, I actually mm-hmm. understand the perspective. Like I, I do. It, it makes total sense, and I, and I do understand what you're saying too, Goddess Mama. But like it, at the same time, like I, you know, I, I do know that there are, there are bad people in this world. I mean, you can do look you know Ukraine the, right now and see that there's still literal Nazis running around. Like that's, we don't know the whole story. And that's one of the things that I this is this year, two years has taught me, is that any media that I get. I don't trust it anymore. Oh no! I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going off of any of the mainstream media. I'm going off of of I know. In, in myself. I know. But I'm saying anything that I get, I'm not there in the space. Sure. So I'm just, and that's just me. I've just kind of decided that I'm going to suspend judgment on everything <laughs> because I really don't know anything. That's it's like I really get clear and clear that I don't know anything. And I, I, I wanted to share a story really quick because I remember some a gang member from one of the Crips of the Bloods talking about, he was an OG, and he was talking about how in the 70s, they used to fight with their fist. You know, that was what they did. They fought with their fist. And then somebody, of course, dropped some guns off. You know, the CIA and all those people dropped guns off in oh, the city. 100%. Yeah, oh, dropped 100, you know, dropped the weapons off. And so then they, began to fight with, then they began to fight with guns. The only thing you can do with a gun is kill something. That is the entire purpose of a gun. So, see, see. So, and that's just, and that's just my thoughts. Is that if we didn't have the guns, then maybe people would figure out other ways to deal with their situations. True. And so, civilizations, people have lived for many, many, many years in different countries without guns and have processed through things. And I just think that. I just think that having guns does not help the situation. They've been blowing up gunpowder since at least the 400s. So, oh, I know that, but they weren't using it to kill people. That was when the, you know, the mother folks found, you know, they found it and they decided to weaponize it. You weaponize well, I mean, it. I, mean, I, I can disagree too because the, the, the in Chinese lure, they've been they've been shooting Mongols since 400, you know, AC. Okay. Okay. And so, like I say, I don't know everything. I don't know all the history. I think no, no, it's no. just I mean, like a matter of like which direction do we want to go? Right. And like, right. I feel like but, because we're so powerful. But I mean, I like will. I will say, an unarmed society is 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 one that is easily taken. Like that. 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 That's Ooh. something that's been proved throughout history. You know, why are weapons the only? Why are guns the only armed that we see? We don't understand that we have spiritual armor. Sure. And, and we don't understand that we can function from energetic field. Sure and create the reality that we want. Sure. But when we still focus on a reality that is not what we want, then we keep getting what we don't want. You know? I mean, it, it, but, um, it's, it's not like, and, and I think you got, I think you are misunderstanding me. Like I'm not, I'm okay. not out here. Like, like saying that it's, it, it's, it, 
I really do think you're misunderstanding me because I can see how the conversation is going. And, and I don't. Yeah, go ahead. It's it's not it's not uh, as much in a sense of you know we that we need it for this that and the other. But you really you really need to find you know you really do need to have ways to protect yourself. I believe everybody needs to have ways to yes, protect themselves. I believe you know, there, that there are like you made mention of the bear. We made jokes of the alligator and stuff like that. And I'm gonna tell you right now. I have been on the other end, the receiving end of a bear charging me. And if I wouldn't have had a gun, you wouldn't be sitting here talking to me right now. And, 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 and those are instances that I can tell you right now that didn't involve a human being, but good Lord, I am glad that I had something because that grizzly bear would have ripped my tiny little self to shreds. And, and, you know, there's, there's definitely a time and place for everything, I believe. And, and, and just a, more of a protection as, aspect is something that I'm, I'm more looking at because there are wild animals and stuff like that out there that, you know, they, they have that wild animal mentality. And, Shoot, it ain't the wild animals. <laughs> and, it ain't the wild and, animals you have to worry about. <laughs> well, and, but and, I hear you know, you know, I'm just saying, you're right. No. But the, people I mean, get afraid the, the, thing, the thing about it is, is you're right. It isn't the wild animals you have to worry about. And, and with and with that right there and with that right there is why I'm saying, you know, mm -hmm. you're better off making sure that you're packing because you don't okay. know, you know, what that other wild animal or non wild animal, you know, is capable of. And, and, and there isn't anyone to protect you. You know, you got to make sure you have your, your self protection. Okay. That's, that, that's really the only, only kind of like aspect I'm kind of advocate. I, I advocate for, you know, I, I really think that people put too much trust and such inside the government. You know, that from, you know, having conversations with me in the past and such that I don't, I don't, I think you need to be as self-sufficient, you know, as you possibly can. And that's why I like talking to you guys about this van life stuff, because the self-sufficiency thing comes right into play with living in this van life, because you got to come up with your own way of doing things, your own way of yeah. you know, cooking, keeping up with yourself, keeping up with your hygiene, keeping up with your, your home slash vehicle slash in your case store. You said you do a pop-up store. I don't know. Goddess mama. Do you do a pop-up store out of your van too? I'm not out of my van. And no, oh, no, not yet. Not yet. Not okay. yet. And, and, and so, you know, I mean, that's, that's definitely a lot to keep up with. I'm sure Aki over there, you know, that's, that's, you got a lot going on inside your little van as you're in and out and going around. And, uh, you know, I, I guess, I guess, do you have any trouble keeping up with all that stuff or do you just tend to it just flow for you? Um, recently, <laughs> recently, yeah, I feel like I had it kind of in a, in a nice spot, but then I stayed in a house for about four months and kind of just, you know, the van got a little bit neglected. Uh, and then I changed some stuff around recently. And I, I think it just, although it looks like the idea of it is better, but it causes everything to kind of just get a little bit more jumbled easier, I've noticed. Sure. So it's like I might have to revert it to the way it was um, just to avoid that or get rid of more stuff. But that's hard to think of. I'm clearing out my storage in Denver, so it's hard to think of downsizing even more this van you know it's right. like almost so but it's like well if that's what needs to happen for me to be comfortable like i'm gonna have to figure it out and and figure out how i can let go even more of things but from an empowered space i don't want to speak it <laughs> you know and speak that that i don't want to let go of my van or the in it unless right. i'm choosing to and like there to give it or gift it to someone um 
but yeah, I mean, it's, it gets really tight. I've noticed it feels tighter now that I've been in a home. Like it does feel like a little bit tighter. So I would love to manifest a place in New Orleans just as I, you know, I do want my son to start school there. I, you know, if I'm going to just be in a place, it gets hot, it gets swampy. Like I would just kind of like to be in a home and that way I can just really work on my stuff, feel like just relax, have my shower. I can take a shower at 3 a.m. if I want to, you know, (laughs) Um, that would just be nice for me to just, you know, have and, but not to let go of this idea of nomadic life either. Like it's still very much there and I can, and with that, though, you have a, I know you have another website that, um, that yeah. was actually the first website that I was sent of yours, which is this here, the people for president. And I believe that has yeah. a little bit to do with like your nomadic type stuff, right? Um, yes. So it, it was born, though, it was born um, while we were still living in our house in Denver. Okay. I had some shrooms and got this download. And you know, it was during the election and people were like, you know, Trump or Biden. I'm like, how about the people for president? <laughs> and, hey. and then so something inside of me was just like, hey, I wonder if that domain is available. And it was like the people for president, $11. And I was like, fuck, done. You got a little steal. Mine cost 25 <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, minus the fees and all that. Yeah, you know. But, um, yeah, so... From that, I was just like, yeah, yeah, this feels right. This feels like the good, you know, the timing. And I really, in my spirit, I feel like for this next election that I do aspire for people to write the people for president on the ballot and just to like kind of see what happens. But I've seen there were some other resources on there. You know, and I'm not trying to jump around too much, but I've seen that you had, and these are actually some great resources that I've recommended to the past to other people before that are on this people president. And so I, yeah. I appreciate that you have that stuff here. Yeah, the, the idea is that, you know, a lot of people, they want to burn it down, dismantle it, you know, and I'm more like, okay, how nothing can enter, and it's in all energy. So nothing can be created or destroyed. So we have to transform it. And with burning it down without having any, anything else in place is going to lead to chaos. It really is as much as we want to be like, no, people will figure it out eventually. Yes. But we saw what happened, you know, in 2020 and when people were rushing to the stores and trampling each other for toilet paper. So it's just like, I don't think a lot of people when their beast in survival mode is activated, they're going to be like accepting that, Oh, we have to grow our own food now. Like, how do we do that? Or like, Oh, I can't just, you know, get gas. <laughs> like I can't, you know, when you're we're so reliant on these systems, we're reliant on the water that they provide, the electricity that we pro- they provide, gas. So we have to first learn how to be unreliant on those systems before we can just let it go. Um, no, that makes, so- that makes sense. Actually, I, I talk about this a lot, too, in a couple of my episodes and just in general in conversation with people is I think that it's wise for us to start building our own separate type infrastructure. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like if, if, you know, 
um, taking taking care of each other in different ways, offering up a place for, you know, vans to crash or, you know, offering, you know, offering up ways to teach people different opportunities and things, you know, or to teach people how to be more self-sufficient or teach people how to grow food. I, I, I really, really, really like TikTok. And I think that's why the government hates it so much, because there is so much raw, good information out there. And, you know, I, I'm always telling people, go find these people. There are people out there, you know, showing you how to make your own electricity. They're showing you how to, you know, you know, live without the need of these corporations doing all of this for us the way that they do now. And I, I think not only the mixture of what you're saying, you know, like, like trying to just, you know, like work our way through it now before it actually before just burning it down or before it crumbles one of the two, but, you know, but also be, be trying to build these new infrastructures mm-hmm. in the background. I'm, I'm, I'm a big barterer. So, you know, if you ever, you ever run across me, like I won't hesitate to offer up something to trade before I'll, you know, offer up some money because that's just, that's just me. Like I, I've, I've got plenty to trade. I've, you know, I, I, I do meat hogs and, I, I don't drink, but I totally buy liquor just to store because one, I have friends that come over and, you know, occasionally. And two, if I wake up tomorrow and the dollar is no longer worth anything because good Lord knows it's possible. Um, yeah. You know, hey, I've got this fifth of Jack. I bet you you'll trade me right. a basket <laughs> of vegetables for this fifth yeah. of Jack. I know you will. You know, and I also, I do tobacco as well too, because I believe that, you know, there's, I think bartering is definitely on its way back or at least a good answer for a underground infrastructure. Like we're sitting here talking about. Yeah. You know, yeah. Can, and the thing is, we, we already, we never, we're still in a barter system. It's just yes. instead of a lot of, some people use their skills for barter or some people use their time for barter, but it's just like, yeah. Like the people who are going to be the most sought after when it does crumble are like, Oh God, like who knows how to grow food or like who knows how to, you know, build a home or build electricity. So it's like, how can we develop those skills within ourselves first? Or how can you be like the hot commodity? When, when nope. or like, it's not even a hot commodity, but like, how can you share, share this wealth with people quickly? So they're not like freaking out and their beast brain isn't activated. Cause when you're in survival mode, like that's a different type of human. Like sure. people forget that we're animals first and when you're like, oh, my child is hungry uh, or I'm hungry, there's a different part of your brain that gets activated. And like, that's not for not everybody. It's not a safe human to be around. And so that's what I do feel like I've had that thought about guns and stuff, but I just kind of would, I just am like I mean, hoping that I, I mean, can. A, I mean, a fun fact, every, um, every revolution and war in in history you can actually pinpoint it down to a food shortage to what a food shortage shortage. you made you made people hungry and you're right yeah it it activated chaos like when you when you really start digging down into these things you know because i'm 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 a big historian you know i've surpassed a lot of things and often to the imaginary historian historian world now because i ran out of things to read and and like you you start finding that there are that there are, you know, that every every mass big thing that ever happened throughout history, throughout 
in different cultures and stuff too was because of a lack of food you know um people were hungry and it activated that survival mode which turned into them trying to topple a king or topple an emperor you know whatever it was at the time and you know so there's I, no I, more bread it, no, and that and that's bread. interesting because the people created because of the dependence on the king and all that other all that stuff they weren't growing their own food and mm -hmm. so that's the whole problem, exactly. Because once you're growing your own food, you don't give a damn. You know, right. you're like, whatever, you can shut it down. Right. Listen, our great grand I, I, I like to point out and be my great grandparents, you know, that were during, alive during the Great Depression. I'm here, so they made it. And everybody yeah. was supposedly in terrible, you know, in a terrible place at that time. And that lets me know right there that, you know, the human will is is a very strong thing and that they're you know, just because there's nothing in that grocery store, you do need to figure out that there is food all around you in many forms. And that's... You look at that grass. You better look at that weed. <laughs> I've actually started to... That's why I think, like, this. humans are going to evolve and are evolving to our bodies. We don't really need food in the way that we think we do. Like, most of this food isn't... It's actually harming our bodies, and it's not giving us nutrients. It's not food. And so it's not as food. we're evolving, people are becoming more plant-based or eating lighter because you have less to process in your body, and your body's just like, you please, like, don't put that fried stuff in me because I can't, like, function anymore. But I've even started playing around with fasting. Like, I've been, like, lightly fasting, you know, the past few weeks. I'm a big faster yeah i've been like drinking more water trying to just eat more like food like fruits and vegetables and i notice like i feel okay there's a moment throughout the day where i just feel like the hunger but as i don't feel as, as crazy as this sounds have you um have you have you taken taken any and there's teas that you can drink but the mm -hmm. parasiting stuff because i want to because i'm gonna tell you right now this is gonna sound crazy but real hunger is felt right here. Mm. If you're feeling it in your stomach, that's a parasite. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I'm sure. I'm sure that makes a lot of sense. I mean, how could we not have parasites living in America? No, no and, and you're and you're right because there is there is a lot of garbage out there, you know. And and I do recommend people, honestly, honestly, at least once every six months, there's some teas out there that you you know I, I tell you to research them. There's plenty yeah. of different offerings and stuff out there, but there's some teas out there that you can drink that will they're made with like white oak bark and stuff like that, and they will help release these parasites from you. And when you do it, you know the very first time you're going to be disgusted. Papaya seeds. I've heard papaya seeds eating papaya. Yes, will do it. Yes, and, and once you do something like that, um, in your fasting, also something that I can totally recommend, the water is great and the fruit and stuff is great, but if it is plausible and it is in your cards that for availability, making yourself your own juice, fresh juice out of fresh, oh, yeah. out of fresh uh, things, you actually get H2O2 from that, which is like water on on speed you know i'm saying yeah. like it, it's it's twice the nutrient based water for your body better than regular water and and so i definitely recommend it fasting is something i i guess because i've made this point to people before and they look at me like i'm crazy but your your innards are like a car engine and every time you crank it every time you use it it puts wear and tear on it and it's only made to last for so long. And if you're still eating three square meals a day and putting your body through that much torture, yeah, yeah that's why people are falling out at, 
in their 60s and 70s because they've been they've been destroying their body for 40 yeah. plus years at least at the least you know what i'm saying and on garbage like because the stuff the stuff we're sold in stores and stuff like that is gosh it's nothing garbage. it's cardboard but i had right. i had this guy on the road who was telling me just about like you know like fruit is really what we're supposed to be eating and just that it's it's the sunlight we're eating like pure sunlight like it's you know it grows on trees it's the closest to the sun it that's why it's perfect you can just peel a fruit and you put it in your mouth you don't have to do anything to it it's not like vegetables where they're more for grounding but you still have to like clean it off wash it off cut it season it you know break that break it they have to still break it down fruit it's just like you're absorbing sunlight and that's what's going to help your like you know pineal gland decalcify help you you know consciously open up and so i really am thinking about thinking about just yeah fruits fruit? and i'm testing it out and i'm just like yeah i don't i don't think we we really need this food and so i'm hoping people can get that place because if it's like you know food shortage if that's what's causing us to go into this chaos what if everybody wasn't maybe we didn't have like well, that. And, and and but exactly like you know like your like your mom was over here saying like people have put all this trust and belief in a superior authority that claims that they're going to take care of that for you. And so they have this mentality and they've been taught in things like school and stuff like that, that, you know, you, you got to eat three square meals. You know, the, the, the whole, the whole food pyramid is one of, one of the greatest schemes ever. It was, on it was, like, it, like, it was. They did a good job at it. I'll give they it to did. you. We don't need dairy. We don't need, we don't need meat, but well, you know, we don't need well, dairy. Um, I, I, I'll, the 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 processed dairy that exists, I, you know, I'll, I'll definitely say is complete garbage. But you know, I, I, again, I, I do believe in a sense there is some benefits from dairy, but we're getting the wrong dairy because a dairy right. a dairy that's closer to our dairy, like human I should type. say, I should say what we're getting. And I think those, um, yeah, and and having those processed plants, you know, catch on fire recently. Oh, I, I think, think that's a blessing. Yeah. Oh, totally. It was about get. I think it was about getting rid of the, the all the processed foods so we can actually get to food. We don't. People in America don't understand. We're not eating food. The rest most, of the most world. Of our food is banned. Y'all are eating food. Most of, our, are, most of America's food is banned worldwide. I know. Isn't that crazy? And I didn't know that there are over five hundred thousand fruits. Yes. Yeah, five hundred thousand fruits. You 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 think you think going into an American grocery store, you think apples, bananas, oranges, and a handful of berries is about all you have. But and no, all of right. those have been all of those have been redone. The watermelon, yeah. all of those stuff. What do you call it when they redo? It's not GMO, but what do you call it when you? Uh, I mean, it's and, it's genetically and modified. Seedless. They're and seedless. They're, <laughs> and they're taking the seeds from things. The grapes. <laughs> I, I bring this up to people all the time. I, I personally don't eat grapes because finding grapes with seeds in them is damn near impossible in a grocery store. It is. And, and being down here in Georgia, we have muscadines and scooper dogs that grow outside, which are wild. See, grapes. There you go. There you and, go. And, those, and you know what? I'll tell you right now, those make a delicious wine that is just superior to any of the things that are coming out of California. Yeah, I've been foraging here, foraging and getting up and just eating. You know, there's... Um, uh, got some leaves. I'm trying to think of the leaves. I can't even think of the, the, the but just different leaves and stuff. I'll come out and I'll see it. I'll see yeah. St. John's wort, just different leaves. And I'm yeah. eating that. And if I eat a handful of that, that really feels good throughout the day. 
You know, it really feels good. You don't need that much. Yeah. And so learning to forage, I mean, berries and yeah. So berries yeah, blackberries. And, and I like, oh, I, I like dates. Like if you're on the road and you're not allergic, like dates are a great survival food. Dates? Yeah. Like dates. sometimes I'll yes. eat yep. three or four and they get me through yep. like. My, yeah. My, my yeah. father-in-law lives and, in Saudi Arabia and, and that is uh, dates and honey are, are very big travel foods for people, yep. on, camel, for people on camelback. They yeah. last ever too. So yeah, it's dude. great. And grape seeds. If you can eat the grape seeds, yeah, there's such grape. a pack of all that. Eating the seeds of foods is really good. They tried to Eating convince the us that they were full of cyanide. That's why they were taking no, no, no. And you do have you do have some that have a little bit of poison, like apples have a little bit of arsenic. But that I arsenic mean, is arsenic is good. A little bit of arsenic is actually good. For the worms and stuff in your body, it gets yeah, keeps you. Down, yeah. you know? So Back it's perfect. You're, it's you're perfect. right. You know, and, and you know, and, and and yes, and I think I think all of this natural growing stuff. Like I am, I am pro that all day long. Like I'm, I'm not big into the scene of over processed vegetable products. Like you know, yeah. like 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 the Beyond Meat. I think oh, that's God. like I, I'm like I'm like look, I'm not even going to touch that because that's. That's clearly Did you hear something Bill Gates that I don't said? need to eat. Huh? Did you hear what he said? Because it's Bill Gates' product. It's his oh, stuff. of course it is. And he said, somebody asked him, somebody, he was doing an interview, and they said, well, it's better than meat, right? He said, well, it's not meat. It's not meat. He said, no, she said, is it good for you? That's what she said. Is it good for you? He said, well, it's not meat. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is this? When, when, I, when I start thinking about like that Beyond Meat and stuff like that, it makes me think of the old Soylent Green movie where everybody was eating people. Because, well, like, uh, yeah. Ugh. They said also that it still activates whatever in your body. Like it still triggers that thing where, you know, to like process meat. So you're, but then your body's confused because it's like, what is this? <laughs> so it's like, confused. you know what it is. Sure. <laughs> it doesn't know how to process I really, it. I really think that's a big thing. Like I, I do see a lot of people that are turning to vegetables, but I wish they would turn to like what you guys are talking about. And what I even believe in too is, is foraging for things. I, I believe from my, my experience and my, my point of view that the source, if you want to call it, will put what you need near you, like the the vegetables and the totally and the and the fruits and the plants that grow near you are the universe's way of being like, hey, this is what you need to supplement your body or to make yourself feel better or to you know do this, that, or the other. Like it's right here for you. You don't have to go traveling right. and looking for it. And right. I, I, I really something? believe that. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. If you have something going on, if you have a uh, something, an ailment. Go look in your yard. There's a good chance that it's there because it's a frequency thing that the plant has picked up that frequency and it's now growing in your yard because y'all are on the same, that frequency, whatever it is that you're needing. It's amazing. And dandelions only grow in places that are malnourished. Once it's nourished, the dandelions will leave, but they come as the first, create the first bringers of the nourishment for other things to grow. Yes. And yeah, say <laughs> we think they're weeds. <laughs> I know that's that's potent food. And they're right so nutrient rich too. Like you can just eat them and put them in I salad. Love, my, my favorite but, is uh, wild lettuce. Oh yeah, wild lettuce is good. I, love I gotta, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think what's amazing about plants too, or someone was saying, <clears throat> like when they were growing weed, they would put you know the seed in their mouth. Like you put a little bit of your spit on the plant seeds, 
and it will yeah kind of just like tailor itself or mix with your dna to help with whatever you're needing or like the weed will like curate kind of like an experience for you so i feel like fruits and vegetables do that as well and that's why sometimes yeah sometimes even in nature you know in van life you do a lot of peeing outside or pooping outside and i'm like this feels right though because one i'm not wasting a gallon every single time i need to pee or do things so i'm saving a lot of water and it's just going straight into the earth and i feel like it's telling the earth it's giving it information basically yeah and so who if we all did that i wonder if the earth would like take that information and like you know do something we don't really spend a lot of time outside anymore everyone has their shoes on you know you don't you know if you spit outside maybe that but a lot of people aren't connecting what it needs and the earth so the earth is like guessing i have have a i have a friend actually that has had this um and he you know he's got his own little prototype and drawn up about it and stuff like that but he has kind of like what you're talking about but making it for a house and it having multiple beneficial type things, you know, your, your, your excrement or whatever, and even your food trash goes into basically a hole, like an, like an old school, but it's a tank right there. All right. And this tank pressure can be pressurized and hold the methane. And then you can burn the methane to be electricity. Yeah. And, and yep. my, a buddy, because they actually do this at garbage dumps and some of the um, waste facility plants already. But my buddy has had this dream of doing it at, on like a house level for a very long time because he's like, he's like, it's, it's totally plausible. And you could literally shit yourself to electricity. And I'm just like, right. I'm just like, that's genius, actually. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And I think it's great that we have a bunch of minds now. Like I, I tell people all the time that everybody that's here now that's on this side of the fence or whatever with things, it, you know, we we're all totally here. We all totally chose to came back, come back at the same time because it was our job to make sure we got, you know, things raised to the right vibration to go in the right di- direction. And I think that you know, the work you're out here doing goddess mama, which, you know, would, I'd like to touch on that before we do close up a little bit about your book and stuff, but, and then, you know, your artwork that you're doing and stuff, Aki, like these, these are the things like these, you, you guys are living the life that if everybody would live these kind of lives, just a carefree worry, you know, I mean, you're going to have your worries and stuff, but you know, mostly worry free living, you know, just living and just doing it day by day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's completely worry free or whatever. Don't get me wrong. You You know what, you know, what it is, is that I think for me, I just, I quick, I get back to that center quicker. You know what I mean? I, I fall off, I fall off and I'm like, ah, because you know, I'm living now in a weird place. Most people live paycheck to paycheck, right? And I know that. And I'm living this weird place now where I work for, because when I started off, I had savings and then my savings ran out. I thought I'd be somewhere by then and I'm not. And so I ended up finding um, these places where I can work for, um, I'm actually doing jobs and I've never worked, but I'm actually doing like going in and merchandising and stocking things, you know, stocking, but, but it's actually keeping me in my muscles. It's, it's exercising me. It's, you know, it's got me around people. It definitely has me had in a place of compassion. Um, so it's just, so yeah, I'm just, I get back to my center quicker, right? That's it. 
and so, and so I guess, I guess before I pop back over there to Aki, did you want to touch on your book real quick? I can pull that up for people. Um, you can pull it up. Yeah, yeah. this is, uh, this is my website. Y'all forgive me. It's still in progress. Um, but that's my book journey to I, um, defiant defame, defame, disgrace, my unexpected path to success. And, uh, I wrote that about four years ago and it was my life up until I was about 32, right before I gave birth to Akiela. Um, it, it culminates then. So I've got another book I need to write after Akiela because that's a whole nother sure. world that opened up. But um, as a youth, I got into a lot of trouble. I was very misunderstood, very lonely, and got into trouble, ended up going to prison for six years. So just, wow. it's a... Um, Definitely a, a story about a young girl's struggle for identity, self-identity in this crazy, crazy, crazy world. And that's and that's fantastic. And of course, you guys know I will have her, you know, this link so that you can get to her website and find her book shared out there for everybody. And, you know, I recommend you guys go out there and if you love what she's got to say and you support her and you want to read this book, get yourself a copy of it ordered because I'm sure she would be glad to sell it to you. And so, yeah. Aki, I want to jump over to you one more time before we get ready to close out for the evening. You got anything you want to add or didn't get to cover or anything like that? <laughs> um, I'm grateful for you having us on your show. Thank you. It's it's very yeah, inspiring anytime. and just anytime. Like if you ever feel like there's a there, you know, your your mom's done it before too. You feel like there's something you just need to talk about or you need to get out there. Email me and come on. You know, yeah, I would love to eventually, you know, just talk about this people for president a little bit more because it does go deeper in the vision of it. Um, but I think, yeah, overall, I'm just grateful for van life because it's connected us to so many people that I feel like otherwise we wouldn't have met. And I've gotten to be there for a home birth of a baby or like helped a friend bury their dog or help someone renovate their house or just be there for people in moments, you know, strangers, you know, but just getting to be there like with them and such like, just, I just get to be more of service sure. and it's beautiful. And now I have like friends just like all around the country and that just makes you feel like really connected and just like, I belong here, you know, on this floating, whatever this is thing. Is. And so I'm, I'm grateful for this decision. Although it comes with challenges, everything in life is going to have some kind of challenge. I'm absolutely, I'm grateful for it. So absolutely. And I'm grateful and, for and, my and, mom and, for know, like leading the way. I, I appreciate you guys coming on. I appreciate you guys' honesty and just, you know, just the, the fun kind of conversation. And I do, I really do admire the things that you guys got going on. I think that, you know, from my perspective, you are interesting, amazing people. And I, th I really implore everybody to get out there and check the links inside wherever, wherever you're streaming us at, of course, because if you know, if you're watching us over there on BitChute or Rumble or Odyssey or Brighteon, you know, how you doing over there, of course, and y'all make sure you check those links out. Everybody that's listening on the audio streams, make sure you, you check those links out. Um, you know, before before I wrap it up this evening, again, I would like to say thank you. And I do hope to uh, have a reason to invite you guys back again. I always look for reason to have good conversation. And I love the back. Always. Yeah. Oh, I love the back and forth. And I, I'll try to find reasons to add you in if I, <laughs> you know, piques my interest there. And for all you folks out there, um, you know, make sure you check out our sponsors. We got uh, we got Kelly at PhD. Uh, forward slash Jim Bob. You can come over here and get yourself some consulting on some cool stuff. You can also check out PGQ Creations. You can get yourself a bunch of cool soaps and teas and stuff like that. 
And then uh, make sure you jump over to the Unconstitutional Awakening merch store and get yourself some cool stuff that has our merch on it or whatever. Appreciate all you guys out there listening. I appreciate everybody that's been on this evening. We'll talk to you guys next time on Unconstitutional Awakening. Hey.